0: Deep thinkers, welcome to deeper meaning time. Today is a thinker series episode, episode thirteen uh, to be exact. And uh, today I wanted to uh, touch base on this something that I've been researching. I researched it over the weekend, and uh, and it turns out that I can actually kind of tie. Uh, two previous episodes into this episode based on one thing that I uh, was researching. And uh, so what I was researching was basically the Akashic field. Um, I don't know if anybody has ever heard of that, Again, uh, the Akashic record. Um, I, I saw it mostly as the Akashic field, um, which basically is this field that, uh, and this is sort of pseudoscience, uh, it's not necessarily something that uh, physicists or scientists really study or talk about um, whether or not it's even really true I don't know and it you know it's going to require all of us minds and to sort of dive into it and if more people researched it there's only it seems like there really isn't a lot of research uh, to back this but of all the information I found it was just interesting and I was able to sort of tie it all together with with some of my uh, past episodes so um, the Akashic field is basically, and you'll probably immediately start seeing the connected, uh, I just said it, the, you'll start seeing the connection uh, to basically the last episode, which was about being connected in all of our minds and how they're connected. And, uh, and this ties to remote viewing, and it also ties to pre- predeterminism. And uh, so the basis of the Akashic field is that your information is there everything that you think, everything you see, everything I think, everything I see, um, basically, and and even not just, you know, humans, um, human thought, or, um, it's, it holds all information, information of, uh, of particles, of, uh, holds the information of past, of future, of present, and, uh, it's, it's basically just the electromagnetic field, or, uh, it could be a lot of different things. I saw some things saying that, you know, some people think it's the Higgs field, um, some people think it's a zero-point field. I think it's probably just quantum electromagnetic waves, and we're just kind of, you know, we, we of course are being bombarded constantly with these, and uh, so it's, in my opinion, that uh, basically the, the Akashic field would be a propagation or a consequence of... The electromagnetic field or the electromagnetic waves um, basically the whole spectrum really and in my, in my own thought the entire electromagnetic spectrum would hold different types of information uh, because of the different wavelengths and so whatever wavelength you know it is that your brain is able to either um, uh, either resonate with you know so either your, your brain waves are sort of the same frequency, as whatever the spectrum of the electromagnetic wave you would be, you know, within your, and so your mind would be then, you you would be tied, you know, you'd be resonating, so you'd be you'd be able to receive information back and forth. But perhaps, you know, sometimes our brains aren't on the same wavelength, and maybe that's uh, the big issue with why we don't have enough research on it, and there we don't have any real ground on it. Um, It's because, you know, there's not there's not thoughts about it, of course, but there's not a um, <clears throat> there's not a necessarily a perfect way to prove it. There isn't a you you can't you can't prove it. You know, um, maybe maybe we could again with you know, a bunch of research and stuff. But uh, the the thing that I find crazy about it, and this is this is what is sort of hard to believe, is that they they people think you know s- some. Um, like, psychologist-type uh, folks and different scientists, they, they think that the, the reason that, uh, like, people like Einstein and inventors like Edison or, well, I'm not even going to call Edison an inventor. That's a whole other episode. But uh, you know, people that have invented things, um, Tesla to um, Alexander Graham Bell, anybody that has kind of invented something, They think that they were able to pull the invention and the idea of the invention through this field, through the Akashic field. Um, And, you know, even things like, yeah, like Einstein and his theory of general relativity, which um, I didn't even know this, but it turns out, I guess, that he actually wrote that, his whole theory, he wrote in one day. Um, and that is crazy. I didn't even realize that that was a, a real, you know, a, a thing. I didn't know that. I thought, I figured it took him a, a lot longer to, to get that done. But, and so they think too, that he was pulling his theory out of this field and, uh, that either, and so it, it seems to me that, and they like, you know, then they like to say that it's, uh, it's, it's kind of an alien um, an extraterrestrial kind of help that we receive through this field, that all the inventions and the, the discoveries and the breakthroughs and the thoughts and everything that happens, it's all being it's all an agenda and it's all being pushed by extraterrestrials. I don't really think so. In my opinion, what I think it is, it's it is it is it is the electromagnetic field. And basically We need to consider how many people are on the earth. You know how many people have been on this earth. It's been. There's always going to be lots of people, and there always has been lots of people. And uh, so, to me, it's it's a collective, this akashic field. It's really just a collective mind. It's not, uh, in my opinion, it's not uh, future, past, and present. You know, all in this one field. It's it's just now. It's just present. Or, or in my opinion, it's the future. You know, I, I don't really think now is necessarily a thing. Present isn't really a thing. We're not. All, we're never sitting in the present. We're always in the future, moving towards the future. And and uh, so with that, it's it seems to me that there isn't necessarily this information isn't there. It's not. Um, it's not there, and it's full. You know, it. it it's it's everybody everybody's collective effort and their individual pieces of information that are all floating out there and then some people people like inventors people like Einstein they have an innate ability to just receive they sort of can their brain is, is just a natural receiver you know they don't miss that's already tuned to, to that uh, to that wavelength that is uh, is best for this field for pulling in this information that, that they wouldn't know about um, before, and it, it is interesting that that to think of your brain as a receiver because it is, and and everything's radiating around us from light to uh, radio waves to um, electromagnetic waves. And every everywhere there's radiation constantly. We're constantly being bombarded by it, and our brains are always picking it up. And so, when you're, you know, and even when you're having a conversation with somebody and you're you're talking with them, your brain is sort of being a receiver of their emotions, and of their actions. You know, as you watch their their hand gestures and their mannerisms, that it's all being kind of yes, you're seeing it, and so you're able to process it in your brain. But at the same time, it's your it's your brain literally you know, seeing and, and, uh, and, and thinking and being able to sort of, you know, I, I'm not necessarily sure that that's the case, but it's, it's just sort of receiving a, a signal, just a constant, you know, signal of, of information <clears throat> through your eyes, I guess it would be, but Anyway, that's besides the point because that really wasn't even that great of an example. But the, the back to the the receiving of the brain. So, um, so, Richard Feynman, who I brought up in a previous episode, he did groundbreaking work in quantum electrodynamics. And uh, you know, if you're into that, he he wrote a, a book called The Strange uh, Theory of Light and Matter, and it's a you know, it's definitely a, a telling a tale, a telling story of of uh of how you know life kind of actually is what reality is and uh, and so he says uh, not necessarily in this book but he he's talked about it in different lectures and things like that that uh, that the electrons in your brain are are being they're being uh the reason that they're energized is because of the quantum electromagnetic waves and so if if those waves are affecting our brains and they're firing up these electrons within our brains that are then um, that are entangled you know with other uh, electrons in our brains and so there's there's, information's kind of being spread all over the place in in our mind and uh, so he believed that you know these electromagnetic waves would affect your thoughts and they would affect your your subconscious and this has all to do with the fact that um, that these particles are entangled uh, that they're, that they're stuck together, that w- that one is one and one is the opposite of the other, but they're still conjoined. Um, and it doesn't matter the distance or, or anything. So they're, they're, they would definitely be affecting your, your brain then the way you would think. So the way that you would stand in front of somebody and you would conversate with them, if your, if your brain's truly receiving signals, it could be receiving signals that your eyes aren't picking up things, things like emotion, you know, that you're, not consciously recognizing but in your mind, you know, you're the the, the electromagnetic waves of the other person reaching your brain as the receiver and then it's receiving the fact that you're, you know, upset. And maybe you didn't see it on their face. You know, maybe you're and that and that has to kind of that kinda gets into a a psychic aspect of of things. Which, you know, is an interesting topic and I suppose we'll get into that, uh, you know, in the future. But it it could you know it could be you can kind of see where I'm going with this the 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 waves of, of one person are coming from another person um, and whether you you know you see their reaction or their emotion or not you could still be receiving something from this other person and uh, so that that in itself is just that's just crazy you know that's pretty mind blowing and if it, and if that is definitely a possibility then why you know I want to tap into all this, you know. I want to be able to, whenever I'm talking to someone, to feel their their actual emotions, you know. Some people some people are really fake, you know. They they are in front of you and they're just lying, and they're uh, or they're just faking their emotions, or they're just sort of acting because they're whatever, trying to hide something, or who knows, you know, anything. But the the fact would be that you would be able to 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 feel and to understand their their frequency that they'd be sending out, and you would be able to pick it up, and it'd kind of be you'd kind of be like a, a mentalist, I guess, if you were able to uh, if you're able to do that. But so they think that like you know these uh, people that have researched uh, the Akashic field and stuff like that, they're under the impression that anybody can tap into this, that anybody would be capable of tapping into this, that you could. Sit, you know, you could sit there and and meditate, and I want to say that meditating is probably one of the best ways that anyone would be able to tap into this this knowledge base or or whatever this field that contains all this information. You'd have to sit down and you'd have to meditate, and you'd have to really focus. and uh, And so, perhaps you know, the the uh, the thing to do to sort of test this is to use you know sensory sensory deprivation tanks and uh, uh, go. You know, go try it out and see if maybe you uh, taking time to let your mind just go at ease and let, let things happen and let things come into your mind that maybe maybe it is true. You know, maybe maybe there are ways we can test this. You know, that's but it's going to require you know a bunch of people to talk about it first. That's what that's what we're here for. Um, so if we're if we're all going to be able to eventually tap into this. And if we all pushed towards being able to do this, then that, that kind of leads into my last episode, which was how connected we are and how connected we are becoming. You know, we're becoming extremely connected, especially with the cloud. And the cloud is almost basically a, a real version of the Internet, everything that, that uh, is contained within the Internet. It's all kind of the Akashic field for reality. I guess, you know, we all go to the Internet to Google search engine and we all search things and we all find answers. and The research I did on this, I'd, I found through the Internet, you know, all the information was there. And uh, so we're already kind of on a path towards towards doing that. So maybe in the future, hundreds of years from now, we, instead of there being a, a, an Internet we'll all just kind of be globally connected. You know, everybody across the globe, we won't even need to share information. We'll just pull it from each other's brains. I don't know, you know, so I guess we'll have to see. But it is pretty interesting to see how we are kind of uh, creating our own uh, field, our own place of information. So, you know, maybe that's just our natural, the natural way of us of us at- obtaining the, uh, the Akashic field, the thing that we can't obtain naturally, you know, that we have to, maybe we did obtain it naturally. Maybe that's what uh, our ancestors did by spending lots of time um, in, in you know, sort of communities where they all just shared knowledge and just, um, and, and sort of discovered things, especially back in like uh, ancient Greece, where we had the greatest philosophers of our time coming up with some absolutely uh, mind-blowing theories of nature and of, of reality and so maybe they've you know they were already kind of setting the base and the foundation for for what we were going to to do in the future which was create this internet this thing where we are we contain all of our information so we don't no longer no longer do we need to discuss things you know no longer do we need to uh, talk about things and share our knowledge we can all do it on this in this virtual world but there are problems and I have spoken of the problems of this of this connectedness and uh, everybody being uh, on the internet and all the information being on the internet you know it all it, it leads to misinformation and uh, confusion you know all, all kinds of things so you have to source your information properly if we're going to be uh, using the internet as a way to contain all all of our information but so uh, so i can tie it in with with our connected world and and that in itself is, is really interesting uh which kind of leads me to the fact that maybe maybe i am kind of onto something i don't know you know but it's weird that all these things tie together and so i always whenever things tie together in coincidences or um Whatever, whatever you want to call it, I always find them very meaningful and, and, and intriguing, you know, just, just the fact that I need to think about possibly, you know, what the um, what 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 actually is occurring, you know, it, are these things sort of tied together, are they leading me somewhere, and stuff like that, but uh, so I could tie up with the connected world, but I can also tie this with remote viewing, which is totally crazy, but think about it. So if remote viewers claim that they're uh, tapping into a field of information in order to go places to see things, to hear things, they must be tapping into the field. So, and perhaps with more research on remote viewing and more experimentation and things of that nature, we, maybe, the field is very real. Uh, The Akashic field, the Akashic record, all the information that we all think and see and say and do, it's all there and remote viewers are some of the best at tapping into it, but they're not quite tapping into it the way people in the past have, such as inventors and, and uh, scientists and, and philosophers, people like that. So if you're able to do it with remote viewing, you know, maybe we need to really consider the fact that, it, that it's, uh, it's definitely real. And something that I thought was, was interesting is uh, how we have this saying that, oh, it's the thought in the back of my mind, or, you know, I'm going to lock that into the back of my mind, or push that to the back of your mind. We're always talking about the back of our mind and what's back there. What is back there in the back of our mind? Well, it turns out that, like, during normal waking state, you know, when you're just conscious and active and doing your your day-to-day stuff, most of the brain activity is in your frontal lobe. But the, um, I'm not even sure what that's called. Your the posterior, you know, of your brain, the back of your head, the back of your brain. Um, it actually isn't really used that much during your just conscious active life. But when you're uh, sleeping or when you're meditating, you're actually in the back of your brain, and the back of your brain is is firing, and all kinds of different things are happening back there. So. If when someone's saying, you know, oh, that thought—I had a crazy thought in the back of my mind. Whoa, you know, what? If, what if that crazy thought in the back of your mind was just a thought that popped in through this field, and and that maybe the electromagnetic waves, you know, they ran into your brain, into the back of your brain, and sort of planted a thought, you know, planted an idea or planted a a, a message or information. Because really, the way that a lot of people kind of look at the universe and, and the world and life is 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 that it's numbers. It's all numbers. It's all code. Even so, perhaps just the uh, the frequency that that runs, you know, that you're resonating with with your brain and everything, it's dropping off just numbers. And then in your brain, these numbers are being compiled together into words, into information. You know, so perhaps the field isn't really information. Perhaps the field is just numbers and uh, it's just a code and that is something that we have to not look at you know when you're let say we meditate you know say we're all group meditating and uh, we you, you can't sit there and meditate and, and think oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull information I'm gonna pull information no I don't think that's quite how it works I think how it would work would be that the information would just get deposited when once you're resonating at that perfect, uh, frequency, boom. The information would just drop in, and your brain would put it together. There is no need to try to gain it. I think it's already, it it just happens automatically, and uh, and that kind of ma- and that makes a lot of sense, anyways, uh, because of the electrons in our brain, and uh, and this and so this all leads to the my predeterminism episode, and uh, and I kind of have not necessarily, but. The interesting thing about uh, Feynman is that he he talked about um, the electrons in our brain and how they, they receive signals and stuff like that. But he believed that the, the signals that we were receiving, they are um, from the past and they're from the future at the same time because that's how quantum entanglement sort of works is that we we're... we're Quantum entanglement is saying that you know two particles are, are paired together in the same state and with the same energy But basically the other uh, particle is just opposite of you know in a in And in, uh, when it comes to spin and different things like that But the fact is and this is what is important and what is interesting is that if we're if the electrons if if he's thinking and I I, I agree with him, you know if 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 the electrons in our brains are receiving both both a past and a future signal, and it's compiling them together in our brains to create our present reality, then why wouldn't predeterminism absolutely be true? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to, like, scare people or to um, make people believe that this is the way it is. I don't know. You know, I, I have no idea. But we need to talk about it. Uh, because it, it could be, you know, it absolutely could be, the but the so the, the you know that is the crazy thing though, that if if our if the if the um, if the particles in our brain are picking up both a past and a future signal uh, from this field, the electromagnetic field, the Akashic field, whatever. If they're picking up that and they're and, and it is both past and present and it's compiling together into our brain to create um, one moment, which is what we see and what we visually live in the present, then if we're receiving a, f- a future signal, then yeah, absolutely, predeterminism would be real. You know, I, I can't see how it wouldn't be. And if we're also receiving it from the past, does that cancel out the fact that it came from the future? You know, are these just canceling out each other so that our present reality is present? There is no future past. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I don't know. It's interesting, to say the least. And it's interesting the fact that I was able to just do a little bit of of uh, research and reading and watching a couple different things to put pieces all together. Um, perhaps the... Perhaps the electromagnetic waves are, are, are my, perhaps my brain's receiving all this. You know, receiving the fact that it, it's tied all this together. Receiving the fact that uh, all these things have happened, and, and it's all kind of swirling and, and coming together uh, nicely. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe it's all it all. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe the only reason we we actually we live is because of this field the only reason that we are conscious and, and moving is because this field is energized with our uh consciousness, you know what i mean? So i don't know. You know these thoughts are these thoughts are crazy. These thoughts may be untrue. These thoughts may be uh you know anything. Uh so the point is is that you just think about it, you know, what, what if? What if you know our connected world is is so connected and it's connected on this this fundamental level that we all just don't realize and but it's been there ever since and uh, you know so why don't we research into it why aren't more of us more interested why why isn't it a thing why are we just sitting around being treated like a bunch of animals still why you know our people our brains are so capable of so much and uh, and guys, that's the point for deeper meaning. Time is to explain to you that we are. And, and I'm not even that. I'm not. I'm not like a. I wasn't. I wasn't a great student in school. You know, I haven't. Uh, I haven't pushed myself towards academia. I've just pushed myself towards learning, learning things in general. So I can't. You know, I can't even say that I have credentials to be talking about this stuff, or that I even have. Uh, correct answers, or my opinions are even right, or, you know, I'm not even telling you to listen to me, I'm just telling you my own thoughts, so that you can come up with your own thoughts, so that maybe we can all collectively, through the field, or without the field, we can come up with our own understandings that are, that will lead us forward, you know, the, the thing that, and this really, really drives me crazy, every physicist on, on a, Anywhere, anywhere, it doesn't matter who, I've read so many books, and at the end of every book, uh, this, this drives me insane. At the end of every book, everybody always says, there needs to be new information. We have no new information. That basically all the research and science and everything they're doing has come to a complete standstill. But what I see is an issue with the science itself, and the fact that not enough of us are a part of it. Not enough of us are contributing to science. Of course there is no new ideas, of course there's no new information. You're all so, all all science, they're all so biased and opinionated. I mean, I am biased and opinionated in my own thoughts. But the fact is is that I want to learn, and I want other people to learn, and I want us all to understand. We all deserve to understand because we are all real and we are all human. I mean, the essence of our reality should be known. We exist, so we all should work collectively towards figuring this out. It seems, in my in my opinion, that that would be the best best case scenario. But science is so biased. And uh, they don't let in new thoughts. They don't let in new ideas. That's what I don't understand, is that all these physicists and scientists, they all say, oh, we need new this, we need new that. People like Neil deGrasse Tyson, you read his book, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. It's a fantastic book, by the way. But he even says in there multiple times, oh, we don't have any new information on this. Oh, maybe one day there'll be someone that'll come around like Einstein. Oh, maybe one day... No, there's not going to be a day because none of you believe that there is that there could be an Einstein. Everybody's so stuck in their ways of them them being Einstein or them winning. You know, everything nowadays has to do with fame and fortune. And why would why if somebody came to them if someone came up to a, a physicist with a, a solid paper with all the formulas with all the math with everything laid out in front of them, and they took a look at it and they just didn't like it. They'd say no, no, that ain't right, and that guy may go on to die and never have have his paper, you know, had never been published, never went anywhere. But turned out he was Einstein. He was the new the new Einstein. You know what I'm saying? Like so, there isn't a give and take in the science community or in any type of research community, even psychology. People believe that the that the akashic field that that uh, that the informational field that we all possibly pull from. Some people believe it's not even real. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't add up to me. We're, we're missing something. And what we're missing is discussion. What we're missing is the fact that people don't talk. We don't discuss our ideas. We don't discuss our values or um, things that matter to us. That doesn't make sense. Why? Why don't we? So, but that, guys, you know, that's the point here with Deeper Meaning Time. And uh, and I wasn't trying to make this episode run long or anything today. Um, I just wanted to point out that I was able to over the weekend uh, construct a, an idea that came that uh, that that brought everything together of, of three or four episodes really that that all came together because of one idea, and uh, and that is this acacia field. And I highly suggest people look into it. I highly suggest if you're if you're interested, you look into it. Because what if we were all capable of just letting this information come in? What if we were all Einsteins? What if we were all Newtons? What if we were all uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's? You know, Michio Kaku's. We're, what if we were all these scientists? We could all contribute. We could all be contributors. But we all have to learn, and we all have to think, and we all have to be free with our opinions, and we have to nun- we have to be unbiased. It's gonna take a while, but it starts now, guys. And in my opinion, it starts here, on Deeper Meaning Time. Getting people to open up their minds to more and to understand that there's more there. There's more around us. We're all capable of knowing more and uh, and receiving more with our receivers. It's, it's, it's so intriguing and interesting. I mean, guys, we're living a life that is a one-in-a-million chance of happening. I, mean, I don't even think... The statistic isn't isn't even right. But the, the fact of the matter is that we're here, and this is real. So let's make use of it, shall we? So guys, uh, I'm just going to leave it there uh, today, and uh, I'll be back soon with uh, another Thinker episode, another full-length episode here uh, So, uh, guys, you know the motto. My name's Evan. Thanks for listening.